When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are now in the Cornwall Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Corner Roof Podcast. We are doing a special live edition for Wild Card Weekend. Um, three out of the four games. No, Jesus Christ, I can't count. Um, seven, seven out of the eight games are either finished or all but concluded coming into tonight's, obviously, Monday night game between Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Philadelphia Eagles. I am your host, Jerry Clem. Uh, my hosts are both running late because apparently I'm the only one who had to read a watch. Chris, well, to be fair, Chris's laptop is about as slow as me running after about a 12-pack of beer. And um, I don't know, Matt's internet's awful. So, as the one who came in rapid fire, I uh, I will lead us off. And joining me now, of course, is the fellow Eagles fan, the man, the myth, the legend, also rocking a Jalen Hurts jersey, ladies and gentlemen. Ten toes down, or ten toes up, ten beers down, Blackout Chrissy. Go Birds. What's going on? Put it up. Let, let for number Let's one. QB1. Here for captain. Here for the Let's captain. QB1. QB1. Joining us now, playing, coming back off his Jets, his annual Jets golf trip that usually happens around uh, January uh, 10th. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, Jake Smigglesworth, a.k.a. Swaggy, a.k.a. Matt Ardazzo. Yeah, ever it's, a, it's an annual tradition. It's been like this for uh, fifteen years now. So uh, you know we take it very seriously. And uh, like I like I would said in the chat, it's just it's just typical Jets like for this team to. I I like Robert Sala as a person. I think he's a very great guy. I think he's a tremendous knowledgeable football coach. I think the players love and respect him. I just don't think he's head coach material. And I'm looking at teams like. Pittsburgh and Cleveland, who were in the playoffs, all used three to five different quarterbacks, made it work. We couldn't. So I'm just looking at all these coaching vacancies popping up and who's available. And I'm like, typical Jets. And I can't even fucking talk to Mike Vrabel. Can't even shake the fucking hand of like, you know, possibly Mike McCarthy or Bill Belichick or or, um, Jim Harbaugh because I got Mr. Sala coming back. So that's what I've been going through watching. This is like the most deepest coaching you know, Candace probably in a long time, and I can't even even have my pick at anybody. Well, for those of you who are paying attention on the scoreboard, the Bills are currently at 21-10, but apparently the Steelers are trying to make this a game because when I went into the shower, it was 21 nothing, and then, you know, cleaned my hair up, did everything else, got back downstairs, turned on the TV. On the side screen, I'm like, that says 21-10. K. Bills ain't going to make this easy. No, it's uh, it's actually been a pretty good game. The the Bills I was watching took a twenty one nothing early lead, like you said. The uh, Steelers scored with like a minute and a half left before the half, and now they got uh, the field going in. There is a player down, I believe, on the Bills. Can't tell who it is. Um, but yeah, no, I just this would listen. Like I said in the chat, the trifecta of choking Dallas and Miami never make it out of the first round, and the Bills usually find a way. Usually they squeak by week one in the playoffs, but they find a way to <clears> choke. <throat> the trifecta will happen eventually. I'm, I'm, Chris. You've been pretty quiet so far, buddy. Uh, reaction to Bills Steelers so far. Um, to be honest with you, like I really, even though the Bills have their you know history. I mean, of recency of of choking. I just don't give the Steelers a chance. Um, you know, it kind of sucks that like uh, 
Mike Tomlin might be on the hot seat because he has a quarterback like Mason Rudolph. And I'm not calling Mason Rudolph like a complete scrub, but I mean, I don't know. you'd be okay if you did because you're, you wouldn't be wrong. Yeah. But like at the same time, it just, you know, if he's the reason that he might be canned or just <laughs> overall team performance by the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens, but at the same time, um, I know we all took the bills in the uh, six pack or whatever. It was kind of like a no brainer. They're home. Um, and Matt's right. They do kind of squeak by uh, kind of the first round because they did last year against the Dolphins. I mean, they barely beat a, a, a second. <clears throat> Skyler Thompson. Skyler Thompson, yeah. But um, I really don't have much about this game. This is like the one game I didn't really care for. I'm more focused on tonight. I really, I really haven't got it out of my head all day. Yeah. Um, I'm fucking nervous as shit. I'm not feeling good either, so if I sound a little weird, but – Hey, listen, you sound like a real Philadelphia boy today. You embarrassed me talking about John's and getting and getting uh, getting some cheesesteaks from Pat and Gino's. Oh, God. Fuck. I know. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Anyone who actually in Philadelphia knows how they're both shit boxes. Oh, Everyone who knows my story about how I drunkenly stumbled into Pat's at 2 o'clock in the morning in Philadelphia, probably my favorite story of all time. I think I drunk, drunkenly stumbled into Gino's, and I probably saw you. Like, what, what are you doing at Pat's? And you're like, what the fuck are you doing on Geno's? And then, huh. like, touche. There, I'll be. I haven't been to either of them. I haven't been to either of them in almost a decade. So, like, me either. I live here, which also says how much I fuck. How long I've been fucking drinking. Um. That being said, right now, oh, the Steelers made us. A, I will give the Steelers credit. They are, from what I've noticed so far, they've been fighting hard. They they are not. They're a frisky on, fun team. They're not – I wouldn't call them fun. i call them a scrappy team. Yeah, I can see that. They're, we got a real gym rat mentality. They're really they're really kind of a spark plug, you know, class act, all, all the other acronyms from the league that we talk about. But mm-hmm. that that being said, um, I'm still in shock of Josh Allen's run earlier, by the way. Can we just talk about the fact he just put on yeah. – He ran through two guys and then put on the hyper jets. He's like, oh, shit, Haley's cooking. I got to get home. I watched him. Uh, I watched him go for like I think like a fourth conversion. It was like a, it was like a fourth and one, or maybe it was just some down and one or two yards, and he ran it himself. And I just saw this man's body go three sixty like airplane spinner mode right in the in midair, and then he just landed three yards and ahead of the first down. And I was like, oh Jesus! This the Steelers. Well, fourth and seven. I'm probably going to get a field goal right here. But the Steelers are they're just that scrappy team, like you said, where they're going. The defense is going to keep you in the game. It's just a matter of is this offense going to get something going, and they're but they can they can be a sneakily like a sneaky dangerous team. It's just teams where if the defense keeps you in it, there's there's going to be lightning in a bottle that's going to strike, and you just don't know when it's going to happen. But there's I'm expecting a. a big touchdown coming up to make it a 24-17 game. I'm thinking they're – I'm hoping Najee gets one since uh, – Yeah, we got know, Joey Porter Jr. going to the locker room right now. Um, as, I was, was going to say, as much as, like, we have the um, Bills and the six-pack, I would love for them just to lose. Oh, same. I mean, I don't really – I think the Bills would be more fun. Because if they, don't, if they know, because if they don't win, then we have to like deal with like Steelers versus like Kansas City. No, I mean obviously Steelers will play Baltimore. Uh, yeah, I don't really think. But like, that. then we get Kansas City versus Houston, and nobody wants that. Everyone wants to see Mahomes go on the road. No, I don't want to yeah. see Houston. I want to see Houston take on Buffalo because that'll be like an absolute slugfest. Like, well, if Buffalo wins, I think KC plays them in Buffalo. Oh, you, mm, yes, because the, all of the division winners won. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay for CJ versus Lamar. That would be like that actually be pretty amazing cool. matchup. Yeah, I the only the one excuse me the one negative thing I guess about like the Steelers would win is that you've already got like the Packers advancing and now you have the Steelers advancing. There's just two teams you know are just going to get whopped next week. Like, there's no I don't think anybody out there truly believes like the you know the Packers are going to dominate the Niners kind of thing. Yeah. I know we we didn't think that they were going to dominate the, the the Cowboys, but I was I thought they were going to cover the spread at least. Um, but so, I got to throw a shout out about the Cowboys game. So my direct supervisor, uh, my director of sales, JP, has said all year, I talked to him, uh, you know, I talked to him about football every Monday, like for like 30 seconds at the beginning of the huddle. We do a little small talk and everything else. And he's a Cowboys fan. And I always ask him, like, you didn't watch the game? He goes, not really. I'm like, why? And he goes, 
what's the point? It ends the same way every damn year. And he goes, and he goes, as long as Dak, as long as number four is our quarterback, it won't matter. He's been saying that since Dak was putting up MVP numbers. And I texted him on my way out of the office today. I said, hey, listen, I will be giving you a shout out today because you called it. Everyone and their mother is jumping on the Dak sucks bandwagon. I always thought Dak was mid to good. I thought he was, he was, I, I've said it a thousand times. He's Kirk Cousins. He's black Kirk Cousins. <laughs> that is the cr- funniest thing I've ever heard. I believe uh, Amari Cooper was coined in saying that, and he was right. Except Curdy Boy, like, you know, out with an Achilles injury, which I, I pray Kirk Cousins comes back and plays with like Belichick or something like that. He's crazy as a turnaround. I want to see Kirk get to the second round as a NFL quarterback just once. Just just once to get to the second round. He's going to be a Falcon. Yo. Him and Bill. Bill. He, him and Bill to the Falcons. Even though apparently Bill to the Cowboys is a thing, Bill to the Eagles, which is hilariously bad. Also, Chris, can we put Eagles Eagles media and, time, and Eagles fans in timeout until after the Super Bowl? I'm, I'm on a timeout every week, so, I mean, I can do that. Well, I, I want to put, like, those – Dummies at the Inquirer. Jeff McClain, I wanted to slap oh, after I read his, his his thing went viral. Jalen Hurts' stoicism is bothering fans, bothering teammates. Like, no, it's not. This what is do you want why... reaching like a fucking banshee on the sideline? No. This He's is calm, cool, and collected at all times, man. It ain't Belichick's it ain't no, it ain't Hurts' reasoning why they're they're not struggling on well, they're struggling on offense. I also think this team needed a reset and a gut check. What better way of doing this? And also the AJ Brown social media thing. Can we stop? Nobody cares. Oh, they're just trying to pass to be a bigger thing than what it is. And this is exactly why I rarely use Twitter is because I just get suckered in. Not even get suckered in. It's just like it. You're scrolling down on the page, then you see like some shitty report saying, "Well, AJ Brown's turned on the locker room because he doesn't talk to the media," or "AJ Brown's at the casino before a big game, like he's he's the worst." Like it's just all these. No, they're writing these articles because it's the same thing you said right about like Barry Bonds and all these other players who don't like the media. AJ Brown went from loving the media to hating the media because they needed a scapegoat this year. And AJ was their guy they were going after. The yep. Philadelphia media is, this is why they drive me nuts. They always need a villain. They need an Eagles player who they have to target. And this year it was AJ, unfortunately. Last year it was, um, I'd say Miles Sanders or CJ Garner Johnson. Do you know the- that like on the radio shows, the net, so the popular, I'm sure you know, the 97.5 The Fanatic, they actually do a game, I think every Monday, called like Who to Blame. For, like the Eagles lose, like, like who to blame, and they give like four guys, and they have like a Twitter poll over. It's it. the dumbest. It, 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 I know. I I think it's so fucking stupid, dude. Because like, again, like I never blame. I never. A lot of times, I don't single out a player. I I blame the team. The team lost, yeah. not just the player. But it's just like it, I mean. It goes for anywhere with the media, but especially Philly, it's pretty bad. It's because like one. One time, one thing goes wrong. It's the end of the world. Yeah. And it's just like, I just can't fucking, I just can't stand it. That's why I don't even, I don't even listen to the sports shows anymore. I just can't, I just can't do it. Oh, I don't like, either. I don't even listen to them if we win. I it's have just other like, fans of other teams asking about Philadelphia media. I'm like, I fucking hate all of them. And like, uh, I mean, like I who's your favorite? Life. I mean, shout out to my boy Vic over at Liberty Line. I actually appreciate his content. Like, I don't mind his stuff. And E-Rock ain't bad either. But, like, and everyone everyone knows our boy, Big uh, Airport Johnny. But, like, I, there's, like, very few Philadelphia personalities. Like, and obviously, you know, you got to throw love to Merrill and Fran. But that's about it. There, there's nobody else I actually like. Most of them annoy the fuck out of me. Like, there's ESP, no- I've wanted to, like, throw off a ravine for the past, like, six years. He's the worst. He is literally an instigator wannabe Dan Orlovsky. It's hilarious. But back to Dallas, because we found a way to bitch about our Eagles. And our most hated rival lost yesterday in an abysmal fashion. Now, do I think them having Trayvon Diggs would have helped? Yeah. Probably would have been a a touchdown game. But the problem was that game was shot from the start. And this is uh, my – 
my desk, my front desk guy this morning asked me, and he goes, so what happened? I'm like, well, it's simple. When you get punched in the mouth repeatedly, oh, no, with my boy Trev, who listens to the show occasionally, obviously, and, know, and knows some of you goons. Um, he asked me, he goes, what happened? I'm like, simple. You, get, It's like you, in football, it's, it's a tidal wave effect, right? In baseball, you get to stop innings. There's always a repeat, like, you know, there's a momentum stoppage, right? But in sports like football and basketball, you don't get really a stop. It can sandbag you and like cascade and like bury you fast, right? The quicksand effect, like everything goes wrong. Like, oh, quarterback throws a pick. Oh, whatever. We go on defense. Oh, shit. Somebody missed a tackle. Wide up and touchdown run. Next play. Uh oh, we kicked it out of bounds. And much more. Oh, by the way, uh, AJ Brown will be on the sideline today. So uh, suck at Eagles Media. Um, and Dom DeSandro. Big Dom Big is back. Ten Dom. and one with him on the sidelines. Big Dom. If you, ask Pat McAfee, if you ask Pat McAfee, it's Dom DeCastro, but we all know him as Dom DeSandro. Listen, we all love the, we love the we love Patrick Dom. McAfee. You know what's crazy about that is like patron saint of podcasts. Oh God! Oh God! I love McAfee. You watch your mouth. I don't hate McAfee at all. I actually, he's the, he's the, by the way, he's the only reason we're doing this show. Because I almost folded this show during COVID, and he was the only reason I kept doing this. Because I saw him and his boys having a blast doing fucking uh, podcasts. I was like, I can't quit now. Fuck this shit. Uh, just to let the people know, too, I was going to have Joe Flacco on the show tonight, but he was too afraid to show his face. Is he really that mad at me still? Oh, uh, Joey Flax? Yeah. How I, I called, I said he was never elite. It might be. Might be. That's, that's, that's a hard thing to hear as a quarterback, that you're not elite. Oh no! I've told it to every quarter. I, listen, it's okay. Just ask um, the uh, the twenty eight year old tight end in the Miami Hurricanes when I was at the game and I fucking screamed across the field, "Get this bum off the effing field!" And the guy looked at me. I kept forgetting I was in the second row. Hmm. Oh man! Well, Chris, I'm sure you told Joe. Hey, listen, if you don't, you know, show up to this episode today, then uh, you owe Chris the intern ten thousand dollars. And <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, I, it's so totally legit. Those of you don't know, Chris has had like this, um, this like Nigerian pin- Prince Ponzi scheme <laughs> going for the past mm-hmm. like, six months, where he basically will text you if you don't Venmo the intern, to the former intern, ten thousand. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna hit you, uh, you, uh, you're gonna have like ten years bad luck. And yeah, I, I know by Venmo's me that shit. I'm like, bitch, I've been living it for seven. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, I was watching Belly Up After Dark the other day, and uh, after I dropped that comment, I just saw you cracking up, and I'm like, oh, I already broke Jared. Ten well, minutes was, I was also <laughs> running on like four hours of sleep in my like fourth hour of broadcasting. Like, God bless Josh and Jeremy and Hector because I was falling asleep in the end of that show, and the, it wasn't the fact that like I ran out of gas. I did not sleep the night before, and I not only changed the oil in my truck with my old man, I also did a bunch of maintenance on the underside of our office. We're going to get snow tonight. Um, on top of that, I also had a meeting with you, you two goons. We did the show. Oh, and on top of all that, I worked a full eight, nine and a half hour day. It's insane. I do that every day. I hate it. Yeah, no, I and I think I had like also my supervisor was out of town. He was at a uh, conference. Doing things without being able to call your email, your supervisor about a question and having to think on your own gets a little sketchy. I have a lack of confidence in myself and my sales job sometimes to begin with. But when I have no security blanket, I just have my fellow, my regional guy up in New Hampshire to ask questions. And my CEO now works at the other location more. So I can't ask him questions. I'm like, uh, but oh. see, like at least in podcasting and broadcasting, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I've, I've been doing this for fucking 10 years. Okay, I hosted my first radio show for the corner, Clem's Corner. Like, oh God, Matt, what is it? To over a de- uh, September, it was like September second, twenty thirteen. Yeah, we're All right? still in, been- uh, Southern. Southern. Yeah, Maddie and uh, Matt and uh, Pat, Matt and our boy Pat used to listen to my show all the time. We were uh, in college, occasionally. Sometimes yeah. they got a little irritating. But that being said, up oh, touch down. Oh no, Jer- George Jenkins dropped it. That being said. <laughs> Um, that's easy enough, right? But like, I came home, I was exhausted on that 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 show. But I digress. Cowboys, the biggest prize. We have like a full ADHD show so far for the first eighteen minutes, and we're trying to be out of here by like seven fifty because I know I know Chrissy needs about a half twenty five minutes to slam about four or five beers to get his nerves down. Oh my god, yeah, dude. I need to I need to be able to count how many fingers I've 
I've uh, completed with beers. Yeah, I mean, I'm having a double right now, and then I have like a, a non-alcoholic uh, fruit juice, salt, sparkling fruit juice, because I'm trying to mix it in. See, I don't care if I get a buzz going, but like I still have to work tomorrow. And yeah. uh, I and the last I haven't showed up to work hungover in actually hungover in ooh four months five months I think it was August last time I came into work hungover and my boss my boss one time <laughs> he looked at me in the morning see the thing is we have a morning meal with our CEO every morning and he watches the show right and so he sees me drink the beers and stuff like that and I come in one morning he goes so you had some fun last night I'm like I did the worst of all. Me, Kev, I think it was one of the episodes Kev came back on. So I got clocked that night. Then I go out to the bar to sell my friends getting their first apartment. My cousin's in town. So we're just drinking like idiots at the brewery down the road. I got home maybe like 1 a.m., passed out, woke up at 5.45, seeing double still, threw some water in my face, somehow got to work in my little go-kart of a Honda. And then I go to my boss looks at me. It's like a Saturday morning. He goes, are you okay? I'm like, no, but I'll survive. We're here till noon. Yeah, that's but, what happened. That's what happened to me the one time. I, I can't remember I, I was going to say, I got, oh, I got pretty banged up one time. I, I, don't, I don't know the amount I drank, but somebody gave me a Zin. It's the first time I ever had a Zin. Oh, my God. I sent Matt a TikTok. Because <laughs> no. everyone knows I used, to do, I, used to do, I used to chew, right? I used to do Copenhagen. And uh, uh, occasionally, camel snus when I was trying to wean myself off of it. Touchdown Steelers. Um, Deontay Johnson. Um, this game is going to get tight. So, that being said, I used to chew a lot, right? And I said this, Matt, this thing was like the, the friend who, like, you know, used to do zins and stuff like that, trying to do Copenhagen. They're fucking spitting their guts out. And shit. And I'm just laughing. I'm like, so I one time, like, in the middle, we were one time I was walking around a bar in Boston with my friends, right? And my uh, with my cousin-in-law and my cousin, we were about to go see a concert. And we were bar hopping, seeing some belly-up personalities. And we knew that some friends of ours that were in bar, that were uh, bartending around the corner. So I'm walking around, and my cousin-in-law, who only dips when my uh, my cousin ain't around, his wife, goes, um, yo, Jay, you want some grizzly? I'm like, really? You're going to give me this peasant shit? And he goes, get your dumb – I'm like, all right, come here. Gives me fucking some wintergreen. I pack about a lip like that thick in my fuck oh, in my mouth. Like I'm like, I, it clearly shows I'm chewing. And my cousin's like, "How are you doing that shit?" I'm like, "I don't know." It's I I, I picked up the like habit in college. I didn't do it much in college. It was more after when I started working blue collar work. That's when I picked up the habit. But I it was, watch watching a dude. My favorite thing was um, Pat Stag party. Me and me and uh. Me and uh, Matt's friend, uh, one of his boys had like the skull, no, the Copenhagen apple pouches. Weirdest thing I ever had in my life, right? But I, I was, it was all right. And there was one kid who put one in his mouth. I swear I saw him swallow some of the juice. And I'm like, you oh. fucking idiot. I saw this kid turn three different shades of green. He didn't oh. puke. I will give him credit. But my man, he he, got, he went missing in the, in, the, in the bathroom for about a half hour. I think his stomach just decided to do a, a a wash rinse and repeat but dude i do it dip this is why i don't regret it and this is why obviously by the way this show's presented by the amazing people at candidips.com promo code belly 20 percent off an amazing alternative to dipping that won't make your stomach upset and is a good way cbd is also great for your joints so i chew it every day ask my coworkers. like i will sometimes walk in with four pouches in my mouth just chewing on an absolute like hammer while I'm, I'm returning emails when I, I when I start making phone calls I spit about two of them out so I can actually talk normally but I was gonna say look how we look how good we are at just leaning into promos dude we went oh my we god that was over to Zins listen, and then we're talking listen, about Canada jo- Josh would be so proud of us right now for how we just lean into that shit oh by the way gonna, let's give a shout out to our boy Josh Mahler being promoted the head of media at belly of sports he's my new boss <laughs> oh, my assistant to the regional media yet yeah, I'm a assi- no, I'm assistant to the regional media manager. Fuck, am I intern to the regional media? Yeah, sure, buddy. Whatever yeah. works for you. Chris, we're in match sidekick to the uh, assistant to the regional. Manager. Yeah, Chris, pretty much we're we're in the annex. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, we we work above the guys. Uh, you could be oh, you could be plopped. Tagged my elbow on the edge of like the, oh, the nerve on the edge of my desk, and like my hand just went numb. It felt fucking weird. Oh, dude, try to jerk off doing that. Dude, that's, that's, <laughs> what dude, that's the fuck? dude, that shit's a trip. 
my god. Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Stroking the funny bone. Stroking the funny bone. Right, you know, you're you're in timeout for 30 seconds. Okay. All right. Um we're circling back. Maddie, I know you're you have family members who are um Cowboys fans. I have friends that are Cowboys fans. I have employee, I have bosses that are Cowboys fans. How are you feeling right now? Um, right now, besides listen, but by the way, shout out to our boy Hector because he he said it right. The only person who's down worse than the, the you know the Browns top ranked defense got shredded by CJ. I don't want to yeah. talk about it. I don't, dude. I got I got fucked, dude. I didn't get flackoed. Wait, you took Texans, right? No, I took you the two Browns. Browns. Wait, I lone wolf to the fucking yeah, you lone wolf. Dude. Yeah, Let's fucking go, boys. Yeah, it was upset it was city, baby. I'm catching up to you, Maddie. I'm coming, dude. I don't even know you where I'm at me? at this point, dude. I thought I was tanking for Caleb Williams, dude. I, I honestly, like, if I don't get a pick right in these next <coughs> these next five games, you should just relegate me. I think we all well, we'll put Hector in the chat. Listen, Hector's won enough prizes from us in the last two years. I think. Like, yeah. Between him, DJ, and like Kelsey and Kevin, like I love how our corner booth, our group chat from podcast and chill is basically just old corner booth hosts and our regular guests that rotate in. It's it's that's why it's so funny. Oh, and the guy who does our rap intro, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. I don't have any numbers saved besides you and Maddie, so I'm just guessing each week. Okay, well, if you if you guys want, I can literally text you everyone's numbers so you know who everyone is. Well, I think Matt has everyone not. Knows yeah, I just for some reason I just forgot to save Chris's, but I know whenever I see his number <laughs> pop up, again, I just know it's him. Whenever it pops up, like no matter what the chat is, I just know it's him. But I just never think to save it. It's the dumbest shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's me. Well, like it pops up and it'll be like, I fucking love that. He'll, it'll be something like so out of pocket. My God, that's Chris. <laughs> and the same no, number. Listen, listen, listen no. Oh, well, God. because you also have fucking Kevin. Who's just out of pocket twenty four seven? I think I told Jared on that belly up uh, after dark. I said I had a Miller Light and Ninja Chocolate Chip ice cream. Should I call nine one one? Don't feel so hot. Oh, I and, saw uh, that. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw it too. I'm like, that's that just seems like a normal night while I was in college. Dude, <laughs> some bad. You know, I've been doing that, dude. I've been mixing like beers with ice cream and seeing what happens. Not Bro, to my listen, body. Listen, that's how I put. That's how I got up to like two eighty five when I was a sophomore. Maddie, yeah, remember? I'm getting there. I used to stash, like, I used to go into the dining hall, like, take, like, 18 cups of ice, like, the little fucking to-go cups of ice cream, and, like, fill those shits up, put them in my backpack. Then I'd go to the liquor store with my buddy who was over 21, grab a 30 rack, and my fridge would be, my freezer would be, like, like, quick microwavable dinners, ice cream, and then the fridge would be beer and leftovers I stole from the con- the dining hall. Oh, and the, the rand- occasional six-pack of vitamin water that... Seem to fall in my backpack occasionally. Mm. There you go. No receipt. Yeah. Listen, you, you you go through that phase quickly, and then you realize when you almost get caught, you're like, you know, I'm going to stop doing this forever. I don't think that's a phase. I think you're a criminal. I, I'm glad we got this on tape. We got this on tape. You're fucked. I never said anything. I never did anything. I said it seemed to fall in my backpack. I saw a Kit Kat one time from a convenience store. I, I feel See, that's terrible. admitting to something, you fucking dumbass. Like, I, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like we should all come clean now. Matt, you got any uh, stealing stories? Uh, well, I used to work at a Goodwill, and uh, we used to put all the stuff we were going to throw away on a tractor trailer that didn't have any cameras in it. So, uh, nah, definitely didn't take anything. Oh, damn. I was, I was kidding. I thought he was going to say, hey, I stole, like, uh, you know. This like I found somebody's employ I found somebody's employment check and cashed it. It was yeah, in the bottom I of the couch. Oh, so I did like uh like I don't know, sometime last year we were at the casino for uh, one of her uh, siblings' birthdays or whatever it was, and I did see find an envelope on the ground that was labeled, I don't know if it was Cindy to Kathy, it was something like that. And it was like twelve hundred dollars in it. I was like Fuck. I looked at it, I was like, Whoa. And I looked at I looked at my wife and I like show I handed it to her, I was like, Look, and she like looks at it. Takes it to the nearest like lady working the bowling. Oh, bro, listen, that's great larceny. So that's see, a good Samaritan look, move. This though. is why you I love bees. Bees looking, bees looking out. Like, yeah. Dude, well, look, then she eventually you, got a, a bonus at her job. Like a like a, it was just like one of those things where the job didn't want to give her a raise, so they gave her like a four thousand dollar bonus. Like, hey, there's your you know your increase for the year. So it worked out for her, but I didn't get anything. Damn, dude, you got I'm, some good karma, my friend. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's all because I was the one that was going to keep it, so I didn't get anything. I would have took that. that. All right. Speaking of not getting anything, last, like, final thoughts. We have to talk about this fucking Cowboys game. Oh, shit. Okay. I got one. Can we talk about the guy? So, Jordan Love. There you go. Looks legit. Dude, the last interception he thrown was December 11th against the Giants. Oh, shit. That's a stat. That's fucking look at Chrissy with the stats. Dude, I know. I was just, I was just, I just. My man's been sitting on that one for five hours. He's right around. I was just waiting for her to talk about this game for a while, dude. I'm like, we start talking about Zins and Steel and stuff. I'm like, oh, we got to get to Jordan Love eventually. (laughs) We're just going jerking off with with freaking. This is is why I love this podcast because this is what happens during the offseason is like, we go on fucking tangent stories. One of our best tangents was when during the offseason when Kevin and Samir argued for two hours about which is better, Leonard Skinner or um, Almond Brothers. That argument count went through about between the five of us on that show, consumed probably about a half a bottle of whiskey between the five of us, about maybe a 12 pack of beer, and it consumed about an hour and a half. So this is why I love like the offseason, but like, so we got to keep it in, in, the, in, the, in the lines here. But yeah, Jordan Love has been phenomenal. It looked effortless. Him and CJ Stroud both, by the way, shot Hector. But it looked, and I was saying this to my boy Jet, my boy Maserati yesterday. He was hanging out at the house when we were drinking some beers, eating some wings, watching the game. I said, watch. They're going to keep sucking these freaking uh, defensive backs way out of the zone, 30 yards back. They're going to have them dropping back. They're going to keep biting on everything deep. And he's going to keep hitting the intermediate 15 to 25 yard throws. And that's how he's butchering them. They weren't hitting any home run balls except for that bootleg, which was fucking hilarious. Cause like, I think Luke Musgrave could have sat down, caught that ball, got up and ran. Um, You also have Aaron Jones running like a, like he's possessed. Like the dude, I haven't seen him run that hard since he almost knocked me out of the fantasy championship in 2019. Mm-hmm. Like he's, He's gotten over 100 yards for the past five games. I mean, he's been on fire. I mean, he hasn't really done much throughout, like, the regular season. But, like, these past five games, I mean, dude, he's running like a madman, dude. He's running like somebody owes him money. Like, remember, it, remember, Chris, it's what you've done for me lately. That's right. That's right. And you know what he yeah, did for yeah. me lately? <laughs> he wow. beat the fucking Cowboys by himself. <laughs> yeah, it's – um. It, it wasn't the game I was expecting to watch. And it's funny because I'm sitting there on the couch with my wife watching the game, and I'm actually, like, yelling at the TV. Like, I'm angry, like, as if I'm a fan. And I'm, and I'm like, I don't know how to put this. I was like, like you know, Miami shit the bed. And I was, you know, he, how do you say, head over heels. I was I was joyed because I can't stay in Miami. They're in my division. We all know. So, But the Cowboys, it's not – they're not a divisional rival to me. They're not a rival at all. They're not in the same conference as me. So to me, the Cowboys are harmless because they, they, they don't do anything to my team. and It's just whatever. So, But I'm watching. I'm like, how could one team who has not won a playoff game since 1995 be such consistent first-round exits? Like they have – you have a top – like what, top three, top five defense. you got an offense that can put up anywhere from – 30 to 50 points a game if they really want to, if they're all on the same, you know, if they're all on the same, um, you know, click in their mindset and they're all grooving and everything. It's, it's just insane. This team could go out and win 12 games, 13 games, and it doesn't matter who they play in the playoffs. They were given the easiest team in the playoffs for their conference, and they still lost by two scores. And it's just it's just insane how they continue to just choke it away in the pl- – and I honestly, I don't I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't think it's Dak. I don't think Touchdown it's on the team. I saw that. Wow. That's Shakur. That Shakur. Not shirt fielder. He yeah, broke yeah. a tackle and yeah. then he just danced around Jesus. the guy. You got to think even at the even if Steelers score, unless it's some sort of miraculous within a minute, two minute score, I think this is good. Was that Miles Jack penalty that killed him? Like, yeah. No, nah, they're trying to. Didn't Miles Jack retire? Yeah, Dude, he, he, he got, he got cut by the Eagles. Then he because like he was either him or Zach Cunningham was going to make the team as the backup middle linebacker. Cunningham got the starting spot along with Nicobe Dean. Gets Jack gets cut, and that's his retirement. Wants to be an electrician. Then the Steelers call him after one of their five thousand linebackers gets injured again. So Miles Jack, who's me and yours age, Matt says, "Oh, I'll come back and play," and he plays for the Steelers again. Weird, weird story there. Yeah, well, back to 
back to the Cowboys quick because we're never going to finish this game. But right, I um, it's just if you think about it, you break it down. They haven't won a game. They haven't been, won the playoff game since I think they said nineteen ninety five or nineteen ninety six. So you're you're going back to I don't know how many different coaches, different quarterbacks. Like I don't think it's Dak, and I don't necessarily think it's Mike McCarthy at the day. Like I don't really think it was probably Tony Romo or Jason Garrett at the end of the day. I think the common denominator is Jerry Jones. I think that I think that man just needs to have less control of whatever he's doing with players and the operations. He also has a very unhealthy uh, attachment to his players. We all heard what he said about Des Bryant in the shower, and you know, just he. I think I'm not like it's bad. He's hands on, but like I I don't know. Like I think that like that emotion gets in the way of a lot of his. Like that one year they went on a spree. They extended like Jalen Smith. They extended like Van Der Esch, whatever it was. They extended like Cooper and Zeke and everybody. And I'm like, all right, like you don't need to get, you don't need to extend Jalen Smith. You don't need to extend this guy. You don't need to give, you know, Zeke Elliott like six years, whatever it was. It's so it's, uh, I think it's just mostly Jerry Jones as to why this team has just not been succeeding in January. And it's unfortunate because I mean, like, I mean, it's not really unfortunate to be honest, but. It's interesting because they have so much talent, right? And they kind of just find new ways to do things. And Dan Orlovsky said it best today. He goes, tear everything down. Just start over. This is embarrassing. This game is not as close as it looked. The The Packers stopped giving a shit halfway through the third quarter. And that's when all those garbage time touchdowns of Ferguson happened. A.K.A. Thad Castle's a tight end. Um, <laughs> if it went to anybody else, dude, I had everybody on the Cowboys scoring besides Freebie Ferg. CD Lamb, that's all I needed. I yeah. needed the Lamb. I needed Cooks. At one point, I'm like, I, Why I hit. Why take a Brandon Cooks touchdown? Because you take the it's ones the that are You take the ones that you don't think will pan out, and they end up panning out. All right, me. Chrissy, that with that logic correcting, I think feel like you should take a uh, a Boston Scott touchdown tonight, dude. I'm, I, dude, I might, I might take like a Jack Stoll. No, I'll take a Zacchaeus. Or a Grant Kalmatica or whatever. Yeah, maybe a Mariota. Maybe like a Wildcat play. An end around to Mariota. Get the, the fullback. You got a fullback? Ooh. We don't have a fullback. All right, never mind. No, it's Hurts. Hurts Hertz is the fullback. That's why or, we did it. I mean, no, Rashad Penny. There we go. Oh. <laughs> Julio maybe Jones from, uh, playoff touchdown. Like a random eagle from the past and then have him on the books. like uh, Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, yeah Mac, who's been out of the league <laughs> for a decade. All right. Yeah, so final, Chris, final thoughts on Dallas Green Bay. Oh God. Um I actually it's so it's actually pretty sad to me because I saw Jerry Jones crying when he was talking about the loss. And I fucking hate the Cowboys with everything in my heart, but that was just sad, dude. It was just like it was sad seeing that. Getting blown out on getting blown out is one thing, but getting blown out in front of your home fans is another thing. And number two, like that just when he has that face when they're losing, you know that face he does when they're losing, where he's like his jaws open, and he's like looking around. Hey, he looks, like, yeah. he looks like a lost puppy, and it's like, God damn, man! It's just like, what happened to that team? Like they, they we choked the division of them. Number one, number two. I'm like thinking like this team can compete with San Fran, and then they just get cooked by the Packers out of anybody. But um, I don't. I don't know. It's just the same. Your your coworker said best, Jared. It's the same formula every year. If you expect it, expect what you expect. I mean, sorry, Dallas. Yeah, you fucking blow. Yeah. There you go. All right, let's talk about the other three games because holy shit! Wow, we're thirty eight minutes in. We only talked about one game. We had such attention deficit disorder throughout this whole show. We made it through one game. We talked about the game tonight a little bit, and we, we made it through one game. We all technically right. just talked about the team. Let's circle <laughs> back to the Chiefs and the Chiefs and Chiefs and Dolphins game. We're talking oh, about seconds. What a game! game this game was year. so bad. Tua looked awful. I loved no. it. Awful. Uh, you heard awful. the noise. Remember that? Remember he said, "I heard the noise that I'm not an elite quarterback." Yeah. It, here's a point. Miami is going to be crutched because their GM's talking about extending Tua. Their GM is going to be crutched. for That team's going to be, unfortunately, just down bad for the next six years, eight years, whatever it is, because they're going to extend Tua. 
and he's not going to be able to survive. I mean, obviously, then again, this game was this game. They were they were kind of just it was not going to be easy regardless. Negative twenty degree weather, but did you see the beers? Yeah, it was they, crazy. But they, were, they looked like dead rabies. They were just yeah. foaming. <laughs> Here's the kicker. Miami, we knew they struggled with physical teams. You had to play a physical team in the first round in their place. Sub-zero weather. Like Miami was going to lose. And, and this is why we all picked Kansas City. Did it was – we did. I have no way I was picking Miami. Yeah, I picked I, Kansas City. That, I, that I feel awesome. like – I think the, I mean, only thing I lo- I, the only thing I lone wolfed on was um, was uh, Houston. But, yeah, no, you're, yeah. you're right. I think, like, I know it doesn't matter. I think DJ might have taken Miami. I think he might have been, like, the only guy. Um, I I thought that was the greatest thing I've ever seen before. All the Miami fans out there bundled up with signs that said, I wish it was colder, go Fins, and you put up seven points. Oh, my God, made my heart warm. Like, you know when you get rid of that fuzzies on the inside, you feel great. That's yeah, what yeah. that made me feel. Mm-hmm. But um, I hate Miami. <laughs> Listen, I every, whenever I, we play them at, at MetLife and they come, win or lose, they are just not – Enjoyable like, people, um, yeah. No, but I it the best part about the game. The game was terrible. I mean, it was one sided. But the best part about that game was when they showed Taylor Swift and everybody in the booth crowd uh, swag surfing. But all you see, all you see is all you see is Mama Kelsey like just like this. She's like, ah, this is all. I'm doing. I love I'm the like, young people music. Yeah. <laughs> it was cute to see the you know yeah. she was just like this and everybody's going crazy. She's like, nah, I'm just chilling. All right. That was the best part of the game. Um, yeah, no, Chiefs move on. Dolphins look deflated as hell. Uh, that's all I got in this game. This game was not really much to talk about. In fact, it was fucking freezing. When do you think Taylor Swift will get, like, Mama Kelsey's cookie recipe? Ooh, that's pretty big. When I got to give it, like, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, next football season. All right. Next football season? That's Let's crazy. move on to the other Saturday game. Houston versus... Cleveland, we already touched on it a little bit. Oh. CJ Stroud is fucking him. Uh, Once again, God. shout out to my boy Hector. I called it. I said, listen, Texans A-plus wins. Feeling good right now, boys. I, and as much as Kelsey's like delusional brain thinks I was shitting on um, shitting on CJ Stroud, no, 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 no. I've been a CJ Stroud staunch defender since about day one. I knew this kid could sling it. He won me over when he like threw for like 400 yards against Georgia in the, in the semifinal last year. Um, yeah, that game was wasn't what I thought as well. I thought Brown's defense was going to bottle him up. Um, I I just you know you look at the like nothing against Houston. You just I look at that run game facing that um, that Cleveland defense, and I just thought like they were going to bottle up Pierce, and it was yeah. just going to be. You know, CJ Stroud's gonna have to throw for his life to win that game, and you just assumed you know mistakes are gonna be made when the quarterback has to do the entire thing. But it wasn't that at all. I mean, that whole team was in sync. That team just you know turnovers after turnovers, just piling the points up against Cleveland. I was really upset because I really wanted to see a Joe Flacco Baltimore Ravens playoff matchup. But I I love CJ Stroud, and I the Texans are fun to watch. It's good football. D'Amico Ryan's looks great. So shout out to Hector and his team for advancing for now. Yeah, my biggest thing was with this is like it looked effortless for Houston. They looked like they could do whatever. The, it looked like Ohio State playing Purdue, bro. That's how it looked. Yeah. It just drop back pass, drop it in the bucket, and go. It was easy money. Like Nico Collins was running through that secondary, like he had money on the game for himself. Um, even Noah Brown was getting after it, even though he got hurt. John Mechie, we saw Bobby Trees, man. Robert Woods was back for a hot minute. And my so boy, Jordan, it it the house. Brev, Jordan, baby. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Man, nobody could tackle that guy. As he a was... Miami fan, dude, I would love seeing Brev Jordan go off like that was crazy. But well, as, a, as a Joe Flacco stan and a, a day one guy, <laughs> I actually wrote Joe Flacco. You, you ever seen the show? You guys seen the show Always Sunny, right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I wrote on the show that Mac wrote to Chase Utley. So I just replaced the words a little bit. So I said, dear Joe. I feel like I can call you, Joe, because you and me are so alike. I'd like to meet you one day. It would be great to have a catch. I know I can't throw as fast as you, but I think you'd be impressed with my speed. I love your hair. You run fast. Did you have a good relationship with your father? Me neither. These are all things we can talk about and more. 
I know you. I know have you, you haven't been getting my letters lately because because if you did, I know you write back. I hope you write back this time and we become good friends. I am sure our relationship would be a real touchdown. I put my hands in the sky after that. We saw. We saw. <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's what I wrote the the Joey F. Um, oh my God! You right after the game. Yeah, that's it. That's I. That's all I have for this game. I have nothing else. Uh, Stroud just dominated. Uh, Flacco turned into Flacco and had two <laughs> ints. Like it was just two pick just, sixes, not just ints. Pick sixes. You know, I threw my phone across the room for the second one, but then I, <laughs> and then like I have a big crack on it now, and people are asking me what happened. Oh I'd be my like, god! What game? Your team yeah. isn't even fucking playing, Chris. <laughs> I know. Now, uh, now you're gonna go to the store in a year or so and get an upgrade, and they're like, "Oh, as long as you don't have a crack in your phone, you can upgrade, and you can get you know eight hundred dollars towards your bill." And you're like, "Well." I do have this big scrack crack on my screen because Listen, of Joe Flacco. This is, I've cracked my phone so many times. I walked in the AT&T the one time, and they're like, Flacco? I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they just yeah. gave me a new one. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? And this, is, and this is not anything to do with tonight's game, obviously, but I think Cleveland did not deserve to win the playoff game because of how they did Baker Mayfield dirty. Now, that being said, I don't think Baker's going to win tonight, but I think Cleveland getting embarrassed Kind of was just a little bit of karma on Stefanski for blackballing Baker Mayfield. Anyway, um, yeah, the Texans are fun. They are an electric team. Them versus Baltimore is going to be fun as shit. And also, another wild card with that game. And breaking news with that game. Uh, what's his name? Mark Andrews has been activated off the uh, injured reserve in his practice. A shocker. Mm, Thirty-one. Well, by the Andrews, way. Um, for those of you at home, keep the score 31-17. Uh, Bills with the ball inside this Pittsburgh. Over. Yeah, this game's yeah. over. This game's over. Uh, Mafia's moving on. Um, yeah. Shout out to everybody that took the uh, Bills spread. They covered comfortably. Yes, sir. All right, and finally, last but not least, we got to talk about the game last night. Oh, what a fucking game right Detroit there. Detroit fucking Lions, man. I love it. I've been... I was oh. I've been living vicariously through Detroit because I just imagine that when the Jets finally get there and they win a playoff game, that that's what it's going to be. Next year, like buddy, for me. you are next year's Lions. You so are I just, year. I just that what a fucking oh man! Like, oh, I, it just the Jets yeah. look who showed up, Mister McCarthy. It meant so much more in my opinion for Jared Goff to win this game than it was for Matt Stafford to win this game. Um, so I'm very happy with the result. I love how Detroit just embraced Jared Goff that entire game, and even the players in the um in the locker room post game. Um, so I'm praying for the Detroit. I'm, I'm rooting for them to, to keep pushing it forward a little bit. Um, I Are they playing? They're playing Niners? Philadelphia. They're playing either Philadelphia or they're playing. Um, Tampa Bay. Tam- no, no, they won't. They'd play. No, they'd play uh, whoever. Yeah, no, they play. They play the winner of this game regardless on Sunday because the Packers won. Yeah, I was going to. Well, uh... Either well, game took, will be an amazing game. Yeah, I took the Rams. Um, I, I actually thought Stafford was going to go in and squeak this win, but they couldn't really capitalize in the red zone. I mean, they got, I think it was like three straight Chris, field goals in the, the game. Huh? You took the Lions. I took the Rams. I do remember him taking Rams. Okay, then well, you then I'll change that then. Shit. Wait. Oh, I, yeah. I took, oh, it's bad. Never mind. Dude, I almost had a point there. Wow, this was almost the greatest day of my life. <laughs> Almost. Shit. Okay. Okay. Now my season's ruined. It was actually all depending on that debacle there. But geez, we'll get into it another time. But um, <laughs> no, I, I I thought the Rams are going to ram off. Um, I thought the boys would be buzzing. Um, but they just couldn't capitalize in the red zone. I I think that was the problem in the second half with them. The Lions really didn't do much in the second half. They had three points. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I was happy for offense. Uh, he he balled out. He he made plays when it mattered. Um, I was getting a little nervous towards the end of the game because they kept you know just get a couple three and outs. So I, I thought the Rams were going to take advantage, but I'm happy for Detroit because they again haven't won or hosted. Well, they haven't hosted a playoff game in what I think it was 30 years. They said 30 years. So I, I'm happy for Detroit. If the Eagles were to somehow lose tonight, um. 
if they lose tonight, I'll, I'll root for Detroit. Yeah, like for if for some if for some hellscape reason, yeah, that happens. I'll, I'll root say for, uh, it's I'll root Houston. For it's Houston, Detroit for me, and then Baltimore. You can actually stamp that. Any listener out there, we yeah, be, but that ain't that ain't gonna happen. I we they, will be if, checked if, out in Lions gear if the Eagles lose. I'll wear blue a lot more. Um. I'll just yeah, I'll just paint my face like a yeah, lot. but it ain't gonna happen. We're in green the rest of January and February. Fuck yeah, dude! This is fuck the yeah, Home Depot. But yeah, no, I I love this all this for lines. By the way, can we just talk about how golf is just slicing and dicing that secondary between Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Reynolds, just chopping it up? Listen, I gotta give credit where credit's due. Nicole was great. It just came down to stops and and Detroit made the stop when it mattered. So. I honestly couldn't complain about that football game at all. That was just fun from start start to finish. No, it was a, it was a great game from start to finish. Like you said, I think two key things that kind of played into an effect as to how the Rams didn't win the game was that uh, Cooper Cup was kind of non-existent. Mm-hmm. I think he had maybe like twenty something yards receiving. Um, so I he was not too heavily involved. And then Kyron Williams, like when he has like 13 or 14 touches on that ball, like you're not going to win the game. That's your strongest suit right now is this guy's power, run of the ball. Give him 20-plus, you know, carries. You're not you're not only at the end of the day, you're only down by one. It's not like you were getting blown out and you had to throw it. So, like, I just it's just one of those things where you weren't utilizing, in my opinion, your best players, which was Cuff and Kyron Williams. And uh, when you're not using your best guys, you're not going to have the greatest results. And, um, you know, obviously Detroit took advantage of that. There you go. All right. Who's ready to talk about tonight's shit show? <clears throat> I know he's ready. Me. Me. Oh. All right. So tonight, of course, we have the Philadelphia Eagles uh, at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a rematch of uh, Monday Night Football Week 3, I believe. Or was it Thursday night? Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. It was Monday night. Um, either way, Eagles coming in. Everyone knows the fucking headlines. Everyone knows the stories, the media, all this crap, the circus around this team. Tampa limping in, somehow winning the worst division in football. And it's only a three-point spread for Philadelphia on the road. No, no A.J. Brown. Baker's hobbled. Darius Slay's back. It's going to yeah, be interesting. And Devonta Smith. Yep. So it's going to be an interesting game. Um, I believe Hertz has a glove on his throwing hand. Yeah, he's got like a bro, a bone bruise on his middle finger. It's um, for style. It's not for any injury. Well, he also it's going to be fucking pouring in Tampa. Um, my parents are actually going to the game because they're actually they're down in uh, Orlando this weekend. Very nice. They got tickets. The tickets were two hundred bucks. That's not oh, that's bad at all actually, for yeah. shit. Dude, yeah. Tickets are cheap as shit for that game. Yeah. Where um, are they sitting? Oh, I don't know. I'm assuming uh assuming you know decent seats. I'm like, dude, I think it was like two fifty for like one like one hundred section. Wow. Right, below, right behind the bowl line. That's oh, like regular shit. season prices for like a pretty decent bowl seat. We yeah. might have to go to Raymond James Stadium in the near future to catch a game if it's that cheap. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. Well, also anything in like those states like Florida and Texas is just cheaper. Um, that being said, the key to tonight's game for me is going to be Mr. Swift, Agent Zero. Um, if the Eagles can get him rolling and ripping early and allow him just to kind of just gash that defense and make easy throws for Hurts, it's going to be a long day for um, Tampa. And for Tampa, the biggest concern is get after Hurts early and often and make him – like beat it just like take try to take away the run and make Hurts try to throw deep and that's it. Or like throw deep under pressure. I mean, I would love the offense to be a little more less know, high school. Yeah, and a little more like explosive. Like I'm just again, I I know we reiterated and I I sure have for the past you know three quarters of the season is no bubble screens, man. Run yeah, enough with the bubble screens. Routes run. You got guys who can play. Is Devontae Smith playing? Yes. Yes, he's playing. Yeah. Use him, man. Use him a shit ton. I mean, look, you're not going to have A.J. Brown. It's going to show. Um, I think, again, I think the Eagles can win this game, but I I think the Eagles have to learn and 
this whole fan base and even the shitty media has been pushing it the whole year is balancing the pass with the run, run the ball, run the ball down their throats, man. I mean, you did it week four, whenever you played them, whenever you played them, just, just run the ball. Like you have guys who can, you have Swift, you have Penny, you have Boston Scott, you have Hertz who can still, who's mobile. I'm sick of these. I don't want the freaking read options going to the left, going to the right. I mean, it's so embarrassing that Christian McCaffrey predicted it on the Manning cast. Like, just, <laughs> just don't, don't, don't have, don't be predictable. Once you're predictable, then everything's going to fall apart. Brian Johnson's been very, very predictable coordinator. Um, it's why he, even if the Eagles fucking somehow miraculously win the Super Bowl, he will not be the head coach next year. I yeah, think I started getting head coach offers, and it's hilarious. Which is awesome. Just, just somebody take him, Carolina. Please take him. All right. That's that being Carolina. said, Maddie, what are your thoughts on tonight's game? Um, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think it's a game that you know we've said it before. I think Philly's going to walk away with this game at the end of the day. I think they're due for a win, and I think they're going to get the bounce back win this uh, tonight to push forward um, for the Bucks, I think they're, I think the key player that they really got to bottle up. And I don't think it's Mike Evans. I think it's Rashad white. He's just been the gadget guy where he can get you seven, eight receptions for the game and get you one or two touchdowns, you know, receiving. And he can also have, you know, 65, 70 something yards on the ground too with a, with a couple scores. So he's been a, he's been an on fire player towards um, in the regular season. Um, so that's somebody I think you got to bottle up. Um, but at the same time, I think if the Eagles can get that defensive line going and just create a lot of pressure on Baker Mayfield and really rattle them, I think that the, the Tampa de- the Tampa Bay defense or that Tampa Bay team in general is just going to be off their game, and it'll be a Philly game. Don't forget who's coaching them also. Todd Bowles is not a good coach. Don't let you know him taking over Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, you know, fool you. He's not – this man is just not a good game-time manager, so – uh, I'm not trusting him in a, a, a win or lose uh, and win and out kind of game. So I'll, I'm taking Philly with this one easily. But I think as long as pressure can be created on Baker Mayfield, and he has to scramble continuously and just keep him on the edge of his toes. I think this is going to be a Philly game. And that's, and, that's exactly, and that's exactly why, you know, I mean, he was, he was lighting us up. A I mean, we, we caught a break the last time we played him because Mike Evans dropped a touchdown. He dropped a couple crucial footballs. Um, but that's probably not going to happen again tonight. So you just, like Maddie said, you just need to get pressure on Baker and force him to to scramble or get out of the pocket. Because I honestly, under pressure, I don't, I don't, I don't trust Baker. So you get your hands on him, dude. I mean, you're going to own this football game. So there's going to be shit ton of Eagles fans there. So I mean, if you, if Darius Slay said they left Philly to escape the booze, dude. I mean, you're forgetting this is. He said most. that to bust their ch- Philadelphia fans' chops. You know how. Uh, well, you know how they get. But and realistically, um, like Philadelphia, I'm not gonna be biased, or whatever. But they are the most loyal traveling fan base in football. I mean, they almost take over every single stadium they're in. So, um. I mean, there's going to probably be a lot of Philly fans down in Florida because if you think about it, like, you know, I was, I forgot who I was talking to about it, but I I don't really think Florida is a big, you know, not like they're not a big, Florida's a big college football state. Florida is one big, massive retirement home for everybody from the Northeast, pretty much. So I think you're going to get a lot of Philadelphia fans down there because I think you're going to see a lot of 55 and up people that are going to be at that stadium with their Jalen Hurts jerseys because they retired down in fucking Boca Raton. So, yeah, I think you're going to get a, a heavy Philadelphia following down there. But um, it's just something you know, I'll go on record and say that I think this is a game that could have been more in Tampa Bay's favor hosting a playoff game against Philly if maybe Bruce Arians was still coaching. I just don't have that faith in Todd Bowles. Fair By enough. the way, Bruce Arians and Temple, Bruce Arians and um, Todd Bowles are both former Temple coaches. Shout out Alma Mater. Feel like I need to sneak nice. that one in there. There you go. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps it up for today's show. Um, obviously, your boy here is picking the birds. Go birds. All business. Chrissy. Go! I, I can't really scream that loud, but go fucking birds, baby. You roll <laughs> up, down, and straighten. 
Oh, God. I I, I ran out of breath going up. Chris, uh, just before the game kicks off, just start playing the Rocky theme song on on, on repeat. You'll be okay. Okay. I might text. You know what? I'll text the podcast chat now. 27-23, Philly. All righty. You heard it here, the first folks. Shout out to our sponsors, Canadips, Promo Code Bay, 20 for 20 percent off. Chris, do not play the song on here. I don't feel like getting it straight from YouTube today. Um, shout out to Mar Bros, Promo Code Bay, 15 for 15% off. And, of course, SeatGeek, Promo Code Bay Sports for $20 off your initial purchase. I am your host, Jerry Clem, alongside Matt and Mr. Chris. We will see you guys on Thursday for the pregame as we get ready for the divisional round of playoffs. Hopefully me and Chris aren't still drinking ourselves stupid. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you stopping by. Have a great week. We will talk to you Thursday. And um, go first. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.